following program is produced and powered by straightradio.com. Hip hop is consists of a few, few elements. You got the rap, DJs, the B-boys, the style of dress, and the graffiti. It's so Sonic Biggs with Let's Talk Hip Hop, the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Let's Talk Hip Hop, the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mr. Big's Minds, along with Mr. Big's and Sons Distribution. I like distribution. I say corp, on the record it's corp, but I just like distribution. Okay, okay, <laughs> you know okay, okay. And beside me, I got my man, I got my man, Charlie Rock. <laughs> I say Charlie R-O-C-K in the city, working, working on, on your body. body. Mr. Biggs, ooh. And I got my man, TK, my mini-me with yo, the wine yo, of the week. Yo, What's yo, going yo, on? Yo, yo, You know, I was right. saying, because last time you told me the hit to hit you when you saying, you said it wrong. But you said, you want to say Mr. Biggs and Sons Distribution. That's cool. I mean, I just like like distribution. I mean, I like the real distribution. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. On record, it, it, we pay taxes. It's that court, court. It says every bit of court. I like distribution, but we gonna say court. We gotta say court. Thank you, Mr. Distribution. Sounds a little more universal, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like, like distribution. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All so right. what's going on, Charlie? You think we gonna get a Debbie D on the phone, the phone later? Okay. On? Well, I hope so. We're gonna get Debbie D. Let's see what she has to talk about in them hip hop streets, as she likes to say. And and um, you know, I, how was your week this week, my brother? Oh uh, man, you know what? My week was somewhat good. You know, it's just some things that have been bothering me. It's like, when is a cop no longer a cop? You know what I'm saying? When is an officer no longer an officer? Now, I'm watching that Facebook, and I see the cop spray uh, the pepper spray in the young man's face, slam him to the ground, slam his head to the ground several times. You know what I'm saying? At that point, in my opinion, you're no longer a cop. You know what I'm saying? You're no longer a cop. At that point, you're a madman. You're out of control. You know, it was another incident where, um, this was this what I was looking at all week, Charlie. You got me <laughs> fucked up. No, I understand. When, when, when I understand. The, a young lady, she must have been acting up in school. They call her father. The father arrived at school. The father hears all this noise. And the cops is dragging his daughter down a flight of steps. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. At one point, are you just as bad as, as the person you dragging down the steps? Like you're no longer, that shit is not in the manual. That, that's, not, that's not in your training. There's nowhere in the training book where they tell you to grab a kid and drag him down the steps. I understand. You know, you know. That, that, that's, that shit is just, it's just crazy. And the thing is, they get away with this shit. And yeah. don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good cops. But you're no longer a good cop when you watch the bullshit cops do the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? The incident in, um, in uh, what was that, in Connecticut. They said uh, a car near Yale. A car was parked for some description of some robbery. The cops get out and just start shooting in the car. Just start shooting. Like, what is that? I actually saw that. I did see that. That's crazy. You know. That's crazy. And and these cops, they're not being and it goes to the judges. Like, you gotta start giving these cops some time, man. You gotta start taking their jobs away. If nothing gonna happen, they're gonna continue to do this. You know, what they want us to do is start fighting their ass back and start shooting them back so the military could come and this do what they want to do to us anyway. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. that's what they want to do. You know, it, it's funny, listen, that, and that abuse of power, that abuse of power has been going on for a long time. I mean, a you know. A long time. Amadou Diallo, even before Amadou Diallo, for people who don't remember the Amadou Diallo situation in the Bronx, Amadou Diallo was a, um African immigrant who was shot 41 times by the New York City Police Department 
just for reaching for his wallet for his identification that to let him know who for. he was that 40, they asked for. 41 times? 41, 41 times. shots. 41 times. In fact, if you remember, Mr. Biggs, we talk about a personal situation with us where some brothers we knew who were part of the Black Spades, if you remember. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Black Spades, the Black Spades at one point were the largest African-American street gang in New York City during the era of the 1970s. And that's the party about here when the Bronx is burning, all these various things. And as we've said before in previous shows, myself and Mr. Biggs were both members of the Black Spades in our youth. And um, there were several young men who were involved with us. Ronald Bethel, a.k.a. Solsky, a brother by the name of Meathead Ron, a brother by the name of James Wildman Wilder, who was actually Wild the president Man. of my division. And they were shot to death by the police department back in 1975. 75. You know, and that, yeah, absolutely. That and, was a good brother, man. That was just execution. They just murdered him, man. They, absolutely. And, absolutely. And they got off. Like, yes. And they all got off. And, Not, and, it's, it's, and that's what my week was, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, listen, I can understand. <laughs> that's what my There's week was. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes on, you know, and that's a heck of a week, but uh, you know, Mr. Biggs, what are we gonna talk about today, Mr. Biggs? I know we've talked you know, a little about the whole police thing. What are we gonna talk about today? Man, this 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 podcast, man, is you we're gonna reach out to the people. Let's look I wanna talk a little bit about Mario and you know Mario, not disco not not king, the disco, disco king. Disco King Mario. Oh man, the disco king Mary. Oh, oh, oh. Mercy me. Oh my god. I, I wanna talk a little bit about um Sammy Davis Jr. breakdancing, man. Like <gasps> Okay, I saw that. You know, you know, it's funny because they always, it, it, it's something that always comes out. I mean, this podcast is talk, let's talk hip hop. Right. And we always talk about the various arguments that take place that we view on Facebook. Hip hop started here and hip hop started there. And a lot of people say some crazy stuff. And while I don't agree with them, I do say hip hop has grandfathers. That's for sure. Hip hop has grand, hip hop has grandfathers at this point. Absolutely. Great grand, yeah, you're absolutely right. Great grandfathers at this point. You know what I mean? Maybe the grandfathers are, you know, our, our brothers from the Black Spades and everything mm. and, and some of the other gangs who were jolly stomping with the MCs on and in the circle, kind of like the precursor to the b-boy and breakdancing. And then the burners, like Curtis Blow and them like to talk about right, what I consider right, right. the burning era. Right. But even before that, what you were talking about and seeing that tape with uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and the Will Maston Trio, for people who are not familiar with the legendary, iconic Ooh, Sammy Davis Jr., he actually started with his father, Sammy Davis Sr., and his uncle, Will Maston, and they were performers called the Will Maston Trio. They were very famous, particularly on the you know what was known then as the Toba or Chitlin Circuit, Chitlin which was circuit. Kinda, yeah, which was where black performers that Baltimore, uh, had, well, Baltimore, uh, DC, various yeah. theaters, the Apollo Theater, for example. Yeah, that you know. Was- the yeah. start of it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, in, in, in some of these old videos, you see people like the World Master Trio, Sammy Davis Jr., and his dad and his uncle doing what, you know, undeniably are B-boy moves, you know, yeah, yeah. 30 I mean, years It's prior. funny because, you know, I'm going at uh, Curtis Blow a few months back saying, man, you wasn't on, you wasn't doing, you wasn't going on the floor, man. You wasn't going on the floor. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm ready to chop his head off. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't going on the floor. And then I see Sammy Davis Jr. He's on the floor. Like he, yo, he's doing breakdance moves like, you know, the, the windmills, he's he doing all that. Listen. Like, oh, shit. I saw some of the moves he was doing at Mr. Big. I was mad. Let me tell you about Because now, Mr. Biggs knows because he actually saw me, you know. 
I was kind of nice with that B-boy yeah, 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 joint. I could get sure. it in. For sure. I could smoke you. I'm an A1 without question. But I saw some of those moves, and I'm mad I didn't see them back then. Because <laughs> I'd have broke those out. I'd have right. been like, they would have been looking at me like, ooh, if you think I was nice then. They, yeah. I was like, yo, where did he get that from? I saw one dude, he did something, and he was kind of spinning his women, but on his elbow. On his elbow. Oh, I was like, man, if I'd have came into 123 with that one there, <laughs> I'd have shut man, the whole spot had, down. He had both hands and backing and kicking his legs up in the front. I'm like, Yo. You saw that? Yeah, listen, listen. So, you know, this thing we call hip-hop, while I'm not one who agrees that that was hip-hop, it, it is definitely a, a, a progenitor to hip-hop. Hip-hop hip -hop has a number of grandfathers and great-grandfathers. And, and and you're at Mr. Biggs, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. So um, I think, you know, I, I, who are we going to talk to today? I know... You said we're going to have uh, Debbie D in here, right? Okay. So um, I guess uh, we're going to take a pause for the cause. Yeah, we're going to get Debbie D on the line. You know, she got her little, she be killing us her little segment, man. But she be going in. Okay, okay. In it these hip-hop streets. <laughs> uh, Debbie D. All righty. So it when we come back. Hip-hop streets. Yeah, oh, oh, TK the Connoisseur got in there, <laughs> oh, you know. So uh, we're going to take a cause for the pause. And when we come back, we'll be back with Debbie D in these streets. You keep it right there. This podcast was brought to you by Mr. Biggs Wines, along with Mr. Biggs and Sons Corp. We'll be right back with Soul Sonic Biggs and Let's Talk Hip Hop. I want to let y'all know this was brought to you by Mr. Biggs Wines. And I'm Mr. Biggs from the legendary group, the Show Shining Force. And I can honestly say I'm one of the true founders of this billion dollar industry called hip hop. Through it all, I have been very fortunate to travel the world, enjoy some fine things in life, the finer things in life that is. During that time, I acquired a taste of fine wine. One day while I was relaxing, sipping on a nice glass of wine, I realized that I'm part of a new generation that just started appreciating the presence of fine wine. Yes, the early hip-hop generation is now enjoying fine wine. Millions of people throughout the world who grew up on hip-hop now enjoy the great taste of fine wine. That's that Mr. Biggs wine. Visit my website at mrbigswines.com to order your bottles today. Everybody in the street, in the street, get down to the fucking beat, fucking beat. Oh, yeah. Yo, child, you're going to reach out to a homegirl, Debbie. You're going to reach out to Debbie. Hello. Debbie Deb in the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that signal, that, that that phone ring is time for none other than Miss Debbie D in the house. Debbie D, are you with me? I am with you. Hey, Charlie Rock, how are you? I'm good, my sister. How about yourself? Oh, man. I am full with so much information of hip-hop in the streets. Let oh. me tell you, the streets is talking. They are lit. <laughs> all right, all right. Tell us what's the word, Deb. What's the word, Debbie D? Let us know, man. Well, we... <laughs> Hey, Mr. Biggs, we got a few things going on here. Uh, I've been talking about the guys. I want to kind of give some shout outs to the girls and some of the things that's going on. First, we have um, Dee Barnes. Many people know her from the TV show that she hosted back in the 90s called Pump It Up. She's from West Coast in California. And unfortunately, because of some discrepancies that was going on on her show, um, she was assaulted by Dr. Dre. And when that mm. happened, 
happened mm. um, in the midst of that, she also says, and I'm saying what she says allegedly, that she was blackballed in the hip hop community. So she hadn't been working for many, many years. And as a result of that and things is going downhill, she basically became homeless. Now, last week, she came to New York, and she was on Wendy Williams' show, and Wendy Williams was kind enough to not only give her um, $15,000 toward her, ho- her housing situation, but she also offered to publish her book and to do a movie deal. Wow. So, hey, you know, we really going to see how things are going to go in regard to that, because she's going to come out and share the story from her perspective. So the streets are really talking about all of that. And she even did a GoFundMe page. A lot of people came and contributed. It was very beautiful. But you know, we we gonna get a chance to kind of hear what she has to say. And I wanna applaud Whitney, Wendy Williams for just kind of collaborating with her and giving her the platform. Cause this is the hour where people telling their story, right? That's it. Absolutely. So it is what it is. Then I want to shout out Nicki Minaj. Now, Nicki Minaj decided, listen, I'm just going to fire my whole entire management team. So last week, she fired everybody. You know, so the streets has been talking about that. But this coming summer, Nicki Minaj is collaborating with Chris Brown, and they're doing a summer tour. So I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of sex appeal on the stage. So the barbs are going to be out there and all the girls that love Chris Brown is going to be out there. And it's just really going to be crazy. So, you know, hopefully she'll get everything resolved. I know she will. She's a businesswoman. But, you know, the streets are talking about it. Everybody's kind of looking because they've been with her basically since she first started out. So we're going to see how that's going to go. Now, let's shift on over a little bit. We got T.I. He is back on the scene again. And T.I. collaborated with a friend of mine who was the pastor, which is um, Reverend Dr. Jamal Bryan. He's the pastor of a church in Lithonia, Georgia. It's a mega church, a new birth missionary Baptist church. And they he teamed up with them, and their goal was to raise $40,000 so they could bail out 23 non-violent and first-time offenders mm, sure that, that were in prison. They wind up raising not just 40000 but get this, y'all, 120000 Wow. And make sure they came home from Easter. It was seven men and 16 women. They gave them a fresh start, new lease on life, and with the money left over, they dedicated the rest of the money to helping their kids, these same people that was in jail, helping their kids and put some money toward their college education. So we got to applaud them for doing that. And the streets are talking about it because everybody is saying how T.I. is really kind of coming in the spotlight on a political scene. So yes, yes, he is. Shout out to him for that. Okay, then, talking about still in the same vein of church, Kanye West. Everybody's talking about this one. Well, they just got finished celebrating Coachella. They was out there in the desert. All the kids, thousands of kids went out there. And Kanye West decided to maximize it. So he's on this thing for the last couple of months. He's been doing something on Sunday, just having Sunday service and just basically singing. As a matter of fact, rapper DMX has been showing up and he's just been doing prayers. So it's been phenomenal. But on 
Sunday, what Kanye West decided to do is that he was going to do his normal Sunday service. They said it was about maybe 50000 or 5000 I know it was something with a five. A lot of kids stayed out there. You know, you can see the footage, you know, if you Google it and all that. But here's where the streets came in. Then they had sweatshirts on sale for $175. Mm. Then they had socks on sale for $50. For $50. For Pass out. And O to the M to the G, the streets <laughs> is going for Kanye's neck. They're like, are you serious, dude? So everybody has been talking about that. It's been crazy. But, you know, so that's a lot going on, you know, in the street world with hip hop. But we got to celebrate Eminem because Eminem just celebrated 11 years of sobriety. Oh, well, congratulations to him. You got to, to applaud my brother from Absolutely. the street. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Big up. Big up. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's been battling drug abuse, you know, for many, many years. He's been talking about it even in his songs and stuff like that and prescription pills. And we know we got this opiate crisis going on and all that. Mm-hmm. But last week, he's, he, you know, put his, a post out on Instagram and said, hey, y'all, I'm celebrating my 11th year clean. So I want to say to everybody, listen, if Eminem could do it, you could do it too. You just got to put your mind to it. Isn't that right? Absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. One more thing I want to say on tonight, um, and I I thought about this, but it's just really interesting. I want to talk about this for a few minutes, just to merge new school with old school. Just do a little teaching here. So Little Yachty did a record, well actually he wrote the lyric for City Girls for a song that just got released by them called Act Up. And um, he was a ghostwriter for the song. Nobody really knew that he wrote the song. They didn't even know he was writing on that level. This dude is just quality control, right? So he was even talking about how he was just kind of looking at people's comments, responding to the record, and all that kind of stuff. And then people started realizing, oh, my God, like, little Yachty really wrote this record. The record is very, very popular. But when I saw it, I just kind of laughed to myself, and I said to myself, you know, this is really interesting because... This ghostwriting thing goes all the way back to 1979, and y'all OGs and pioneers, so you know what I'm talking about. That's right, with Grandmaster Cass and that Sugar Hill record that came out. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and how, who was that, Big Bag Hank it was? You Big Bag Hank, yes. Uh, Grandmaster Cass lyrics and all of that. And kind of ran with that. So this kind of goes back, you know, many, 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 many years to the pioneers. But the interesting thing is, you know, these new cats are getting paid for stuff. But Grandmaster Kaz ain't get a dime yet. Yeah, so but guess Ken, what? Kaz is Everything getting his shine now, though. Is old. Yeah. Kaz is getting his shine now. He, Kaz is getting his shine. Yeah, everything old is new. Yeah. And, and that's right. Everything old is new. And and yes, he is getting his shine. You know, so sometimes you don't get it right then and there, but it does come back that's around right. again. He that's did it right. in good faith or whatever, you know, and ain't nobody remember him. But 30 years later, look at what the Lord is doing for the brother. So, that's right. you know, we want to just kind of give a, a shout brother. out to all the ghostwriters. How about yeah. that? All right. Listen, all right. No you no can doubt. still be in hip hop and get you a ghostwriter because that's how folk is moving today. So listen, <laughs> if you want to do something for me, holler at Debbie D. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the streets was hot today, Dad. The streets oh, was hot. It was hot. Crazy. Right. Crazy, crazy. So we're going to see what's going to be happening for next week. 
I want to encourage everybody, follow me on Instagram or Twitter or on Facebook, MCWD, the Hip Hop Matriarch. Thank you, my brothers. Peace All right. Love. All right. All right. We'll see y'all next week and see what's going on in these streets. Okay. There you go. There you go. Debbie D. Okay. That's word on the street, <laughs> Debbie D. You know, I, 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 Mr. Biggs, I really wanted to talk a little about what um, Debbie D shared with Wendy Williams' situation. Oh, that's big. And D. Barnes. Yeah, that is big. Hey, but the, you, I mean, go ahead. Well, for, you know, for those who don't remember, D. Barnes was a very well-known journalist out in California, and she was famously, allegedly, assaulted by Dr. Dre. Now, mm-hmm. I, this is the first time ever hearing about her actually being blackballed, because I've heard her name, you know, subsequently after that. But um, definitely she had a television show, and it was she was famously assaulted by Dr. Dre, and she kind of disappeared off the set. And, you know, it's interesting because Wendy Williams, of course, as everybody knows, is going through her own Mm -hmm. private Idaho right now with the whole issue of the divorce from her husband, who was also her manager and who apparently had a mistress for... I don't know mm. how many years while they were married. And brought, brought, brought the girl a, a Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini or some shit. Yeah, some old big and, thing. And they went and took it back. <laughs> In fact, I think Wendy took the car or yeah, something they, like yeah, that. Yeah. But do you think a lot of this giving is, is because of a Nipsey uh, I, hustle? Because a lot of people is giving now. Like, a lot of people is making a lot of, you know, giving away a lot of stuff now. Um, You know, I don't know if it's necessarily related to Nipsey Hustle, all this, you know, altruistic stuff. That's the word. They like. I, 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 I got to slide a big word in there, right? Altruism means giving back to people, exactly. giving back to man. But um, I don't know if this spirit of social consciousness has come due to the death of Nipsey Hussle. Obviously, the person it, Nipsey was very much a socially conscious brother, um, getting African Americans into entrepreneurship, and was leading by example. It wasn't just lip service with him. Exactly. And um, it's maybe it's possible that a lot of these uh, brothers in the hip hop industry are now starting to move towards a socially conscious. Realm Ti's been kind of moving in that direction for a minute, for a minute now. Yeah, especially you know, political stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. He's starting to get involved in the political arena. Um, Jay Z has done a couple of things, particularly in an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, remember he bought a percentage of the New York Met, of the New York Nets at one point, or the Brooklyn Nets actually. And um, you know, it would be interesting and certainly a good thing if we saw more of the brothers and sisters who are really making uh, financial headway in the hip-hop industry start to use some of that money and their time to spread social and political consciousness. I, I, I think that's... If, if, if that is what had to come out of the death of Nipsey Hussle, you know, that's the lemonade that came out of some very bitter lemons, you know? No doubt. Oh, man, this podcast is brought to you by Mr. Biggs Wines, along with Mr. Biggs and Sons Call. Power to the people. We'll be right back with Soul Sonic Biggs and Let's Talk Hip Hop. So 
Remember this song, Charlie? Listen, this is the Spade National Anthem, baby. You know I do. Right before the rumble. That's right. Spade power. Soul power. Spade power. Soul power. Power to the people. Power to the spade. Power to the people. Power to the spade. Spade power. Soul power. Oh, yeah. If you yes, heard that, sir. you knew we were getting ready to do our thing coming going, down the block. Going. That's right. That's right. So we're on We're on the way back, Mr. Biggs. I I, I don't know if, is it time for that wine? Time I don't know. Time for the wine of the day. Wine of the day. Yo, yo, yo. I got that wine of the week for y'all. What you got for us, GK? This week, the wine is an Amaretto Classico. It's one of our most expensive wines. It's that upper echelon wine. Okay, you know, okay. Like that word, upper echelon. Yeah. <laughs> so now, the grapes is Corvina, kind of like a Merlot. And then the region is from, it's from Italy. The food pairing it's like any type of beef steak goes great with steak, great with steak, uh, or some type of like salad or like pork or anything like that. Okay, good, good pork. The other white meat. The other white. Meat. <laughs> the other white. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All that's right. good, man. I mean, um, you know, I love the taste of a good amaretto. It's funny, you know, um, David was talking about Eminem with, with 11 years of sobriety. And, and again, I champion anyone with sobriety or recovery, having been someone with uh, 28 years of sobriety and recovery myself. Amen. You know, I understand the struggle that is involved with that and more power to anyone who makes the decision to change their life around. You know, it's it's certainly for the better, you know, and, and congratulations. Keep on keeping on, Eminem. You know, a lot of brothers in the hip hop community, man, went through that and, you know, they Cleaning themselves up through the years, man, and that's big, man. Absolutely, absolutely. It's quite enough. And, and, and you know, on top of Mr. Biggs, there are those who clean themselves up, but there's also the brothers that we lost, you know, as a result of, you know, their struggles with addiction. You know, one of the big ones, of course, is my man, the legendary disco king Mario. And I hope that one day, you know, on one of our shows, we'll, we'll get to talk a little more at length about disco king Mario. Oh, that's he's, for sure. You definitely got to do that. The forgotten pioneer, I like to call him, you know, and whatnot. So he's another brother who kind of was one of the casualties uh, of the epidemic in the uh, early to mid 80s, you know, which drugs. So more power to all of those individuals who have got clean and serene, as I like to say. Oh, man. Yeah, Charlie. We definitely, definitely going to have to uh, do a nice, nice, nice. We got we to gotta really big up Mario, man. Yeah, I think we need a whole show dedicated to Disco King Mario. As I said on the prior, a little before this, Disco King Mario, I like to call him the unsung pioneer. Disco King Mario was really probably before a lot of the name DJs, you know. I mean, everybody obviously gives credit to Cool Herc, and that's 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 deserved. Understand, I, I, I respect that, the father of hip-hop. But Disco King Mario was actually playing before Cool Herc. That's and sure. especially on the Soundview side, like I, I like to tell people all the time, you know, on our side of town, when I when I say outside, Klaus, kind of hang out on that side. That's like my second home, Bronx River, as we know. You know, you had Disco King Mario, Cool DJ D, Tex DJ Hollywood, Puerto Rican, David Santiago, because a lot of people like to say, uh, what's my man? Charlie Chase was the first, the first Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. Nah, nah. There was there was Tex DJ Hollywood, a.k.a. David Tex Santiago. Was too, boy. Oh, yeah, it was real nice. Remember the golden voice? <laughs> <laughs> Text DJ Hollywood. And in fact, Ed LaRock, Edwin Ed Soto, at the partner of DJ Africa Islam, the legendary Africa Islam. But the person who was really the entrepreneur out of that group was Disco King Mario. I like to refer to Mario as the first hip hop impresario. And the reason I say that is because aside from playing, because Mario was nice on the turn, you know, for nice, what was nice at that then, because Mario wasn't into the scratching or anything, you know, like most of the old DJs. He had a DJs. nice blend, though. He, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was he was nice, man. He had this little dance he had going 
on the snake. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, 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 Chuck City. City. Mercy. Mercy me. Yeah, that was Mario. And, you know, when I call him an uh, impresario, Mario was really responsible for bringing a lot of fledgling MCs and DJs who actually later became some of the major names yeah, in the industry. Then Starsky started out with Busy B. Busy absolutely B. did. Absolutely did. Busy B started one of his first parties playing, actually being the MC for Islam, came there mm-hmm. to battle Breakout, and it was an, a, a Disco King Mario production. Um, Jazzy J. Yeah, our own we, Jazzy J. We had to snatch Jazzy J <laughs> from Mario. <laughs> absolutely. When we found out he was from Bronx River. From Bronx River. That's absolutely right. So Jazzy J, um, you know, cool. Clyde and his cousin Lightning Lance, they were yeah. part of Mario's crew, the that's, Big that's, Mac that's crew. That's the guy that he, he did the, had the first 12 inches some shit. Try to say the first to scratch on wax. That's that's what that is. I'm I, still I, know, trying, I, I know some first shit with that dude. Yeah, 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 I hear yeah, his yeah, name, yeah. I'll be like, everybody I, I, with this first shit. I'm still trying to figure what the first was. I'm mm, trying man. to figure that out. But you know what? I know Clyde and he I did. I know, it's just my little yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and he did hang out and play with Mario. His brother now was the brother who was really down. My man John Peabody. John Peabody. John <laughs> Peabody. <laughs> The flyer man. If you wanted absolutely. your flyers, yo, if you wanted your flyers all over the city, you get gave him the Peabody. Peabody. That's absolutely right. He wound up making a career out of that later on with a lot of and with name bust ass in the chess game. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. <laughs> and then with B Boy too. Yeah, he was yeah, crazy. <laughs> Peabody would go off to anything. Oh my god. But back to Mario. Mario was really responsible. You know, you got to remember during that era, there really were not a lot of venues for hip hop. You know, you had the Hevelo and 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 uh, the executive playhouse, but that was on the west side. You know, uh, right in the middle around 169th, you had the Dixie Club and, and the Boston Road Ballroom, and that was Flash's domain. And on our side, there really weren't any clubs. The only one I could think of is, if you remember, remember Ronnie's Disco Inferno? Right there off of um, the train station. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Fontaine or whatever, the Elder yeah. Avenue. What was that, uh, Elder? Further down. Um, Whitlock. No, even further down. It was uh, like Parkchester, that area. Okay, okay, over yeah. in the Parkchester area. Yeah. So that's a little more up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I kept yeah. saying down, up. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie's Disco Inferno, but there really weren't any clubs. Everybody was either in the schools in the wintertime or of course in the parks and so Mario was able for whatever the reasons were Mario had a lot of pull to be able to get into the schools and that is actually how the legendary junior high school 123 123. became one of the original venues or meccas of what came to be known as hip hop when you're hearing those old tapes 123 the place to be that was junior high school 123 James uh, James Kieran, junior high school, and that was Mario's domain. Yeah, and so he had the pool, man. He he definitely even I think he um what's the other one um on um one thirty one oh one sixty seven one sixty seven I S one sixty seven yes he did and one thirty one and one thirty one and yeah. Stevenson at some time and Stevenson and then we got Monroe a little later on yeah yeah you know but Mario because he could get those venues he wound up I mean he would play also but he wound up inviting a lot of DJs so DJ Breakout came to play uh cool DJ D who was already an established club DJ but it gave him a, a, a venue in the Soundview area and when D who was actually a disco DJ him and Tyrone his brother Tyrone the mixologist when they played for us they did play b-boy music right. especially if you played in 123 or 131 or in the parks and so Mario unbeknownst was really responsible for giving a lot of people who became household names some of the major names in the canon of the early days of hip hop particularly pre-recorded rap 
Mario was really responsible for giving them their start. And, you know, I remember Mario talked about going to Hollywood and things like that. He really had dreams and ambitions that, at the time, we thought were nuts. <laughs> he was he, he never took no for answer. You know what I'm saying? No, he, he didn't. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he said it, and he did it. Yes, he did. You yes, he did. That's the type of person he was. Yeah, he had a lot of dreams, and, and, and I remember him talking about that, and we looked at him like he was crazy because, but the reality, he was kind of ahead of his time. You for know sure, what I mean? Sure. Like, I think but, the name Disco was, was kind of... It does. It does. It throws people off. The Disco King thing throws people off. I heard a story about that, and I don't know how true the story is, and I'm going to ask you, Mr. Biggs. If you remember, one of the MCs, and we talked about him a little earlier, J.J. the Disco King. Mm -hmm. If you remember, he was MC mm -hmm. with uh, Cool DJD. Right. And the story goes, I don't know, you know, whether it's legend, apocryphal, or whatever, but the legend is that Mario told him that he had to change his name because now he was going to be Disco King, and J.J. had to get a new name. Hey, I don't know, I don't know if that story, but I could see that happening. <laughs> exactly. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly my point. Like, some stories, like, you hear, like, yeah, come on, that's crampy. But when we hear about certain things and Mario's connected to it, it's like, well, there might be a little bit of truth he to that. He definitely was a warrior. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a true spade. Yeah, one of the yeah. original. First Division. First Division, the founding members of the Black Spades. And, you know, Mario, what happened for Mario, Mario got caught up in some legal issues a little later on. And the entanglements of that kind of sidetracked him. Then, as we talked about a little earlier, you know, he became one of the casualties of, you know, the impending drug epidemic that came later on. And there were quite a number of them, myself included at the time. So, you know, I, I always like to be very honest and upfront about my own struggles with it many, many, many years ago. As I said, I've been clean and serene for like over 28, close to 30 years now. But um, Mario was one of those people who got caught out there with the uh, drug epidemic. He became ill as a very result Ill. of it. Yeah. Yes. And he wound up actually dying in a homeless shelter. Wow. Yeah. A very sad ending. And as a result of it, you know, his name kind of faded off in the background when we talk about the pioneers of this thing we like to call hip-hop. You know, you hear the names, Grandmaster Flash. You hear the father, but cool, cool her. You hear the legendary Africa, Bambada, and the Soul Sonic Force. And, of course, by extension, us, the Zulu Nation. So you hear those names. You hear Grand Wizard Theodore. You even hear Cool DJ D because, obviously, he was in the clubs and everything. The name that you do not hear is Disco King Mario. And we're here as witnesses, not just people who heard about him, but as witnesses. You ran with him. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, Mr. Biggs, we did. And you know, it's really important that Mario and some brothers like him get their just due because a lot of this thing that today is the multi-billion dollar industry and the universal culture we call hip-hop starts with people like Mario Glenn Halsey, better right. known as the Disco King Mario. Mario. So rest in peace to the Disco King and uh, one day we're definitely going to have an entire show dedicated to him. Maybe we could contact yeah, we can contact people. a couple of his people. Absolutely. Speak, you know what I'm yeah. One one quick question. What yes, was sir. What was uh, Mario's dog's name? Oh, oh, my God. What? Ooh, that black, Blackie. 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 Yes. Blackie was a beast. Oh, yes. Blackie used to Blackie. chase people around. Oh, my God. Blackie, Blackie. used to chase <laughs> well, people. Well, he had my big ass up a fence. <laughs> up a tree. I was like, yo. You come uh, and go in Bronxdale and Blackie, he let Blackie loose and Blackie chase you, you better hit that tree, boy. You oh, better know. Man. Blackie. Oh, my God. Oh, this was brought to you by Mr. Biggs Wines. Also brought to you by Mr. Biggs and Sons Corpse. Peace and love. Oh, the Black Spade anthem right there, Mr. Biggs. Yeah. Yes. Spade power. I mean, my man, good for you. Be doing yes. that. Get on the good for you. Spade power. Spade power.
Power to the people. Power to the spades. 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 My mom, my mother say you definitely black. If you want to be a spade, I just keep the insurance on your ass. Yeah, yeah, you know they they actually did something like that to me too. My family, they they paid for my my, my little burial plot. They said we don't know how long he's gonna be around. They actually did that. Yeah. With Let's Talk Hip Hop, the podcast.